Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic. Jeff Kowal is here, ready for another fantastic show. Jeff is president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. I'm Paul Cronforce. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm fantastic. We're in Madison, I should mention, on WIBA. That's right. Just throwing that in. Yeah, good. WIBA Madison, WISN here in Milwaukee. And we have Joe Still in studio, our special guest from the Kowal Investment Group. Joe is part of the market updates that... Uh, we hear Monday through Friday on WISN. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Paul. Great. Is to he hear. really a special guest? <laughs> I guess we can call him special. It says right on my script, special guest Joe Still. At our office, we think he's pretty special too. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll take that, Joe. Right? Yeah. Actually, my wife calls. You know, tells me I'm special all the time. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, here's what we're gonna do. Between Joe and Jeff, we're gonna answer your questions. We're we're live on. WISN and WIBA, the number is 799-1130. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1130. Any question about your retirement? And we cover so many areas on the show, Jeff. We're all over the place. 401k plans, taxes, Social Security, uh, the Roth comes up a lot. Yep. Whatever you have, it could be a very advanced question or just you might be beginning and Jeff, much much of America, I think the numbers would say about fifty percent of Americans are not prepared for retirement. I think you're right, and that's why there's there's always plenty of stuff to talk about. You mentioned taxes and lump sum rollovers and uh, long term care, four hundred one k's, investments. So there's so many things to talk about with regard to retirement planning and Kowal Investment Group. Uh, the retirement specialist. That's what we do. Uh, our whole team, Joe and and Aaron and Aaron Spitzner and Christine. I'm sure we're gonna miss somebody, but. Um, uh, every day, Monday through Friday, that's a John. That's it. Uh, that we uh, work with our clients uh, on their retirement planning, their investment planning. Uh, it's, it's interesting because uh, there's so many aspects of retirement planning uh, with regard to cash flow analysis, making sure that you're ready for retirement. What benefits are you entitled to? And then um, if you have assets elsewhere, which is always interesting, that, that a lot of times people have assets for prior. Prior 401k plans, assets scattered all over us. So we help them with that as well. Five locations. The most recent addition, Jeff, you added Racine, Highway 20. It's right off the freeway. I'm going to our awesome Racine office right after this. It's a great sign there, too. So we do spend some time down there. It's a great office, great location on Highway 20 right off of 94 to 43. Um, up in my neck of the woods, North Shore area, Port Washington location. You're in Madison area in Middleton, to be precise. And in Phoenix, Arizona, Snowbirds or any, anybody else, uh, clients of yours, a lot of clients. Oh, all, yes. You got clients all over the country, Jeff, right? 27 states were licensed in. So it's it's pretty interesting. 40% of our clients, I was talking with a client just this week about it because uh, they're thinking about moving in. Um, a lot of our clients... Uh, trust us, they like us, they appreciate the work that we do for them, and we are blessed that, that when they leave, they they want to keep us as their advisors, and they want to don't want don't want to start up fresh with somebody new and someone they're not sure about. Um, so we have clients all over the country. Twenty seven, twenty seven states. You get twenty three yeah. more to go. <laughs> I'm not going to encourage my clients to go. I would, I'd like them to stay around right. here, Hawaii, but if they do go somewhere yeah, else, like Hawaii, would be nice. Maybe not so much Alaska. 
I, I do have clients in Alaska and really? Hawaii, actually. Is that right? Yes. That's oh, This is all fascinating to me, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, if you are going to retire and move south, and you've been working with a financial advisor for 25, 30 years, most likely you want to retain that relationship. Yes. And that's we appreciate that. My client in, the, in Alaska actually worked for a phone company, and he moved up there after he retired from the phone company. I mean, it's beautiful. He still wanted to work, and yeah, he just figured he wanted to move up there. Yeah. The whole dark thing, I, I couldn't handle yeah, that. Yeah, he comes here uh, over the winter, too, once in a while. To get some sun. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff, let's get some phone calls fired up uh, for you and Joe still on the program. I know you've got a lot of things to do. We've got the sexy segment for wealth management and preservation. That's a weekly feature on the program. We have the Boss Minute. That's Business Owners Savings and Security. Get it, boss. It's an acronym, and that's for business owners. Uh, Aaron Kowal joining us with that after our first commercial break. In between, we've got a lot of topics to get to, retirement-related issues and stories, and, of course, your questions. And, again, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text number is 414-799-1130. Joe, I think we're starting with you today. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Uh, I found a, a recent article that addresses a, a question that I think a lot of people have, and that's around, does it pay to work with a financial planner, retirement specialist? Um, does it help you make better financial decisions? And historically, there's not a lot of empirical evidence you know, and studies on this question. And so I, I, that's why it, it sparked my interest. It's from a magazine I'm sure many of you read, uh, the Journal of Financial Planning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, every night, that's, yeah, that's yeah. generally on my reading list. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, for, for most people, this would put you to sleep. However- This is um, what you do. This is what we do. And we, we get excited when we see articles like this. And so I'll read a little bit from the executive summary, kind of telling you what they looked at. And um, the title of the article is, Financially Sound Households Use Financial Planners Not- transactional advisors. Um, so so that, uh, that tells you, uh, you know, a little bit about the article that um, financial planning does really work and it does help. What's the difference between provide. the two, an advisor and a transactional advisor? So a, a financial planner like us and, and retirement specialist, um, they, we charge a fee for assets under management. Um, so our interests are aligned with the client's interests, meaning if the client's accounts go up, we make a little more money. Um, transactional advisors are commission-based, so they get paid uh, for making transactions. Um, and that's kind of the old broker-type relationship where you just go and you have an investment um, portfolio. Sure. And the transactional advisor advises you on like that. Years ago in all the old TV shows and movies, they'll call my broker, yeah. yep. sell this, buy this, or that kind of thing. Or the broker would be calling you because he had something yes, to sell. Yes, exactly. N- not because it was in your best interest necessarily, but because they had something, had something to, sell. to sell. And that's not what you guys do. No, exactly right. Yeah. We do not. Right. So the, the paper explores how – uh, household financial decision-making making varies by four sources of information, financial planners, transactional financial advisors, friends, or the Internet. So, so four different uh, <laughs> types of advice for making decisions. Um, and then five aspects of decision-making were explored. Portfolio risk levels, savings habits, life insurance coverage, revolving credit card balances, and emergency savings. So that kind of covers all those important topics that we talk about all the time. Um, 
And, and the study found, and it, it looked at data from 2001 to 2016, and they looked at the age group that they studied was between 25 and 55. Um, you know, so, so those individuals uh, nearing retirement, um, you know, start, both starting off and nearing retirement, uh, house, they found that households working with a financial planner were found to be making the best overall financial decisions followed by those using the internet. Mm. So individuals making their own decisions. Why do we need to internet. go any further? I mean, he's yeah. already said that working with an advisor is the best way yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Followed by those working with a transactional uh, advisor, which were uh, made the worst financial decisions. So very important that um, you find an advisor that you trust um, and one that specializes in in retirement. If you're nearing or in retirement, um, you you know you want to go with somebody that specializes in that area. Well, and to get the best results too. Obviously, there's varying degrees of results, and uh, some people, Jeff, work with no advisor. They just do things on their own, right? And that can work out sometimes too. Uh, but as a study shows, that a lot of times, if you work with a financial advisor, you can get better guidance. Um, and I think a key part, especially when you look at the last couple of months, um, especially us, we tend to be less emotional about it. we, you know, if there are ups and downs in the market, you know, it's, even if you do it yourself and even that you're, if you're good at doing it yourself, you're putting your family's finances on the line. And if the markets don't do that well, you might be quick to pull the trigger and say, I got to get out of this because my family's money's on the line when the best thing to do would be to stay. And that's what we do. We take responsibility for that and try to decide when's the best time to go out, go in and and stay the course. I want you to bring up a good point. Being, Jeff, that you're far removed, your emotions, because this is a profession, this is what you do every day, right. your emotions are removed from your business-making choices. Yeah. And for most of us, that's, I mean, money is a very emotional thing. You bet. You see the markets go down, you're checking your balance, you're freaking out, you're getting all panicky. And if you're doing it yourself, if you're experienced that, you know that the market will come back. But a lot of a lot of times you'll think and panic at that time. And that's another area. You know, we mentioned that a lot of times clients will come to us because they have assets scattered all over. The other ones are the do-it-yourselfers that maybe had did a pretty good job, had done a pretty good job. Uh, they accumulated some wealth, and now they just had enough of it, enough of the emotional part of it, getting whipsawed by the market, and now it's time to find an advisor that can help you with it. And so they come to us. Well, it can be taxing on emotions. It can also take – it saps your time. This stuff takes time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it does. And just like what you're saying, Joe reads this stuff, and we all do. Uh, this is the things that, that we do. Joe because- reads it so I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read it too. Uh, different things that we combine our expertise, combine our reading. Right. No, I was going to say, too, we're, we're having a lot of conversations with our clients right now just about what happened at the end of last year. And uh, we're very proactive in our communication with our clients. We sent out uh, a couple of videos telling people not to panic. Uh, we did not see a deterioration in the economic fundamentals causing the market to, to turn down at the end of last year. And so we were telling people, don't panic, you know, hang tight. Um and uh, and stay the course, um, and it, it turned out obviously to be the right decision. But that's why you know you you hire a professional to help you make those decisions, well, you and panic. that's why you make better decisions. Some people go to cash at exactly the wrong times 
Joe, right? Correct. Got Correct. Cash and, and when everything's low, and that's when you should be buying and being in. Yep. Yep. In I, you know, there there have not been many times in my career where I've told clients not to look at their statements. At the end of last year, just don't look at the statements right now. It doesn't look real good. The market's going to come back. We're going to be fine. The economic fundamentals are good. Uh, and we have you in a well-diversified por- portfolio. And look what happened. And look it's, what happened. Yeah, now, I mean, it's been a pretty good start to 2019. Yeah. We look pretty smart now. That's Maybe right. not so much at the end of the year, but we look pretty smart now. <laughs> exactly, Jeff. That's well put. And, I've, I mean, people in the markets go up and down. You've got to have the stomach to, or, or somebody to help you. Uh, get through those times. Yep, which is where you come in at the Coldwell Investment Group. Both with uh, with the investments and the planning, and how does the how do your investments match with the planning that you're doing, your time horizon, and all those things that are important to you and your family. We're going to take a quick break on WIBA Madison, WISM Milwaukee. It is the Retirement Clinic. Each week, hosted by Jeff Kowal, Joe Still is in studio with us, and we'll be right back with Aaron Kowal and the Boss Minute. Stick around. that sound welcome back to the retirement clinic on wisn i'm aaron kowal with the boss minute business owners savings and security it's about owning your retirement not just your business many business owners either don't have any life insurance or don't have enough to fund a buyout or pay estate taxes there's a need to protect the business owner's family in the event of the death of the business owner without having to liquidate the business to pay for estate taxes. If there is no insurance on the life of the business owner and estate taxes are due, the business may need to be liquidated, possibly for below full value, leaving the family with less than what they expected. Also, if a partner in the business passes away, the other partners may have to find a way to buy out the late partner's family. A lot of times it's just education. Business owners are concentrating on their business and don't know that they have a problem. Honestly, procrastination is an issue too. There are so many business issues to address that making sure they have the right insurance gets put on the back burner all too often. There are solutions to this. A buy-sell agreement funded with life insurance can address buyout issues with family members or partners. But it's not that easy. You need to work with someone who specializes in retirement and can get the right valuation for the business. A complete plan needs to be designed for your specific situation. And then we need to go out and find the right insurance company with the right solution to meet your specific business needs. If the need turns out that you have to protect the business against the state taxes, then the planning process will determine how much insurance needs to be in place to pay those taxes without liquidating the business. While those issues are complex, it can be addressed. If you have a business but don't have any insurance, talk to someone who specializes in business owner issues and get the ball rolling. While you have a nice business now and for the rest of your life, your family might suffer for it if you do not take action and address it. They may owe Uncle Sam a boatload of money that they won't be prepared to pay, and they may not receive a fair share of equity from your partners or successors. That's Aaron Kowal with today's Boss Minute. Jeff Kowal, we do that for... Business owners, their savings, and their security. You've mentioned many times on this program. And I don't know if it's wise or unwise to to look at your business as your retirement plan. 
Does it's, it? I know the answer. It, it, it depends. Be, it does depend, and yeah. it, a lot of uh, business owners do think that that they'll sell the business, be able to retire, and in many cases, that's the case. Um, but it, what we like an approach, and that's what a lot of times we'll help people with that. Uh, and that's what Aaron is talking about with regard to, you know, you still get owed a boatload in taxes, and this is tax time, so you think about that. But what are the ways that we can help you if you're in the process of selling your business to maybe reduce those taxes? Once you do sell your business, how do you put that money to work for you outside your business to make sure that you have guaranteed or that you have income the rest of your life? Maybe some guaranteed income for the rest of your life too. But how do you convert that to income once you've uh, retired, sold your business? And if, if you did in fact have that as, as your retirement plan, your business has your retirement plan, how do you convert that to income and make sure that you grow it, that you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and then pass it on to your heirs? Yeah. If I were to say, Joe, I have a business and I know, you know, after all the math is said and done and the, what I owe on it, and it's valued at $10 million. That's my payday is $10 million. I don't need a, a retirement plan. What would you say to that? Well, I'd say let's take a look at that. And uh, if you're getting close to retirement uh, and maybe you do have a succession plan in place, maybe it's time to take a little money out of the business by um uh, having one of those successors um, buy some ownership into the business. And that would and ease there's the some, tax burden, and too. That, that would right? ease the tax burden, and there's some creative ways to do that. And the key is uh, having that conversation and going through that process to plan it out uh, and try to take some of that risk off the table because you could have a business owner right now that has a business that's worth $10 million, um, but maybe in two or three years – um, that uh, worth is cut significantly. That's right. Um, for un- unforeseen circumstances. So the key is to have a plan, uh, start taking some risk off the table if you can, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's going to make you more successful or have a, a higher probability of success in retirement. It, is this a foolish statement to make? Let me say this. this yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff knows me better than anybody yeah. else. Um, you can't take your money with you when you die. Obviously, are we obsessed with saving too much in this country? You know, we need a huge nest egg that we don't have some fun with it and spend some of it while we're around. That, Is that a problem for that some actually, people? That, that's interesting because this week I met with several people whose uh, that's their situation. Um, we also had the other end that, that you know, they want to spend their last dollar and bounce a check to the undertaker. So that's there's goal, that's, but, that's the one side of the spectrum that we spend too much, we have no savings. But then the other side is we've got this massive savings, have, have but enough. we're not spending any. That's right. And, and you know, either you, you, you don't know what to spend it on or you're afraid that you're going to run out of money before you run out of time. And that's a, that's a problem too. And that's why it's important to meet with a, an advisor who can do a cash flow analysis for you, who can give you some confidence that you are going to have enough money left for the end for all the things that you dream about, all the things that you want to accomplish in your life, and that you have enough money to do that. Health healthcare, obviously. Healthcare, but what you brought up is just health is important. You know, you don't don't delay doing that because, um, you know, you, you especially if you have enough money, um, you know, make sure you do the things while you're healthy, while you can still get around. And we we hear about that all the time, but unfortunately, we face that in our business. We see people who who die, we think prematurely, 
Um, you die at 63 after working your butt off your whole life, right? Right. You never got to retire and enjoy that money. My point is, let's have some fun along the way. And a lot of times there is enough money to do the things that you want to do and still grow it and pass it on to your heirs. Um, but I understand that because especially depending on the generation that you came from, you know, you may have thought, you know, you don't spend your money. You, you preserve it just in case because you know about that there's going to be that day when you're going to wish you would have had the money. That's and wish true. You would, and, but, again, we try to, to give you some confidence. And most of our clients are not um, careless with their money. Uh, but there are some times that, that you have to – and we have had those discussions with our clients. That, that's a good while. word to use, Jeff, yeah. careless. Yeah. When I'm saying spend money, I'm saying enjoy it. What good is money you if you're not going to spend with, it? You can be careful with your money and still spend some of it. So that's you know for, for trips, for, for uh, uh, buying properties, doing other things that you love and you want to do and you've been trying to do all your life. Yeah. But now you're afraid to spend it. That you know, We run into that every once in a while too. Yeah. Um, yeah. There has to be a balance, right? That's in, in my entire, point. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle of that spectrum I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, you do have to take care of your future, clearly. That's what this show is all about. That's what we talk about, Jeff, every week. The Retirement Clinic. By the way, if you've got any questions, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, we will keep open till the end of the program. We're halfway through exactly. That number is 414-799-1130. 799-1130. Jeff, you've got something you wanted to talk about. Well, i got lots of things I want to talk about, but this one I have to make sure to talk about before I forget it because if you know, you say every, every week we do this, during the week we, we talk about trends and retirement tips and our latest news on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Bet you didn't know that, Paul. I did know that. <laughs> It's just that we forget to mention that That's you're right, we do. on social media. The, we should mention your website quickly, thekowalway.com. That's right, K-O-W-A-L-D, Kowalway downtown. If you want to request a meeting with us, that's a great way to do it. It's easy to go on that online there, press a button, and then you're in for, for, uh, for setting up an appointment with us. Joe and I are laughing, know why? Because you said the Kowalway downtown instead oh. of .com. We got I had to stop and correct you. I'm sorry. Thank you. That's okay. Just, yeah, I appreciate just it. Just dive right in, Paul. Dot com. Yeah. And uh, Twitter, Facebook, all of that stuff. You're on social media. That's right. For Coal Investment Group. So here we go. But this is our USA Today article. Russ Wiles wrote this. Uh, be, reti- be sure retirement savings are on track. Um, and he says that's, again, from USA Today. Perhaps the most daunting financial challenge most people face is estimating how much money do they think they'll need in retirement? Uh, it's a difficult task because there's so many moving parts and unknowable variables from estimating how long you'll live to forecasting how much your investments will kick out. Uh, Fidelity uh, recently explained uh, four key savings rules of thumb that can help provide a feel for whether you're on track. Um, first of all is how much to save each year. Uh, the first rule of thumb is to try to save at least 15% of your gross income, preferably over your entire career. This, I think, is a good rule of thumb, 15%. And, you know, if you if you earn $50,000 a year, you should be saving 7500 If you're earning $100,000 a year, obviously 15% is $15,000 a year. You can include the employer match. If you, if you do get a company match, include that as part of your 15%. But why? Put 15% yourself Yeah, away. you're saying 15 on your own, your own money. Yes. And then, um, you know, a lot of times, I think that's a worthy goal. A lot of times you'll start in your plan and have 4% in, or else you go with the company matches. If the company matches up to 6%, uh, you'll put that in and not and set it and forget it. 
But if you could keep on increasing that till you get to fifteen percent, you would you would be very happy. And then if you can add into that, um, Roth. We just had a discussion this week with a client that's putting away ten percent, and um, she's. Uh, uh, um, I said, why don't we put five percent into into the four hundred one k? I said, let's f- put five percent into um, regular, the traditional, and five percent into the Roth. And she said, nobody's ever suggested it to her, mentioned it to her. So we do. That's what we do. Uh, how old was she? Roughly. 45. Okay. A lot of time left. Oh, yes. I mean, because time but I like does. the idea of, of a Roth, especially if, depending on the income level, uh, or actually any, anybody, if you have an opportunity to put it into a Roth IRA, pay the taxes up front, mm-hmm. while now where the taxes are lower, have it grow tax-free. That's uh, it's a great deal. I asked for age just because, it, I mean, traditionally you make more later in your later years, right? Yes. Oh, that's a great point, too, because you can catch up. Two after age fifty, you can catch up. So if you haven't been saving fifteen percent your whole life, that's really a good point, Paul. Thank you. I actually we were talking about this on Mark Belling's show. Oh yeah. How you tend to make more money as you, you know you're forty five to sixty five in those years as opposed to twenty five to forty five. Well, not only that, what we find is that, and we're seeing this with our clients as time goes on, that not only are they making more money, but and you'll see it soon. You know, their kids are off the payroll. Once you, once the kids are are gone, oh, you have no it, idea. I do have an idea. No, you do because <laughs> you, you have two sons who are you're empty nesters. They're yeah, gone. but we've always heard that you know once you're done paying for college education, all of a sudden you have so much leftover money. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, you're making the same. It's not. It's it matters. It's huge. So we've got one gone and still one under the the. You know, she's a college student, so she's home in the summer. But Jeff. Peyton, when she moved out, and now she's engaged, she's going to be married soon, right? She's 23 years old. What a difference that made. Oh, yes. Uh, not just yeah. college and tuition and all, just everything. Yeah, a couple he, bucks here and there. and Insurance for the car, yep. right? The car, the oil, everything. Uh, from the daily, hey, Dad, you got 20 bucks? I'm going out with my friends. Can you spare 20 bucks? That all adds up. Yep. You're right, and all of a sudden, wow, we got some, we got some extra spending money. You do, and that's a time when you have to, you can, you can really catch step up. Step up your you savings. Can, you can save yeah. aggressively, not just save a little bit more. You can save aggressively because that might be twenty-five to forty thousand dollars a year extra, extra that you were putting out. Uh, another one is savings as a multiple of salary. These are just rules of thumb uh, to try and make sure you're on track. Another way to approach retirement planning is by calculating the total amount of money you might need to save. Uh, rather than pick a number out of the blue, you can strive to accumulate less, at least 10 times your final yearly salary. So somebody make $100,000 a year should have a million dollars in savings. And that's just, again, that's a rule of thumb. Um, by by the time you retire around 65 or 70, uh, 65 or 67, the article says, um, younger retirees would need higher amounts. Just because they have a longer time in retirement to fund. A lot of uh, government employees or police officers, let's say, with a pension, could retire when you're 53. But are you ready? Do you have enough? Right. And having a pension helps a lot towards your security in retirement. Another one is how much can you safely withdraw? These are an article from uh, actually from the Arizona USA Today, but reprinted from the Arizona Republic, Russ Wiles. How much can you safely withdraw? The indicator puts retirement planning into the context of both spending and investment performance. Four and a half percent of savings each year uh, to make ends meet in retirement is a good number, they say. So if you have a million dollars saved, 
you shouldn't take out more than $45,000 a year. Younger ones, we say 4%. As you get older, if it's 5%, it bleeds into 5.5%. I think that's okay, too, as long as you make sure that you're, you know, to, to be able to withdraw that kind of um, uh, rate, uh, 4 to 5.5%, you have to make sure that your investments are keeping up also. Yeah. Uh, we can't put it away at 2%. You definitely will be dipping into principal. Uh, but that's the way to do it. To, again, just as a rule of thumb, uh, about four to four and a half percent. What about income replacements? Assumes people want a retirement lifestyle similar to what they had while working. And we've talked about this in the past. That people say, "Well, how much do I need in retirement?" We 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 do seminars, and we're going to start those up again. It's kind of interesting because people will look around the room, and they, nobody will say anything, right? And then somebody will say, "Well, I want as much as I'm making now." Yeah. And what they're saying is that. Spendable income. Right now you're contributing to 401k plans. You probably uh, have other deductions for health insurance and other things deducted from your pay. So if you're if you're taking home $7,000 a month, you want $7,000 a month in retirement. And you don't want less than that. You no. want that amount. You get used to it. You're accustomed to that. That's right. So that, you know, again, that's uh, when... And then everybody else in the room will say, yeah, that's what I wanted too. You want the same amount. You don't want to decrease your lifestyle in, re- in retirement. So there is no one. If you were to say, how much do I need at retirement? You can't just say a million dollars. A million might be good for Joe, but for John, he might need, I don't mean you, Joe. I, mean, I just mean, you know, John Doe. Um, but 10 to 12 times your final pay is, a, I think, a pretty good number. That, okay. that standard, I think, has been pretty good. So, so you make 100 grand, a million. A million to a million two is not a bad number to help you replace that income. That may seem you know, like you will a have lot. Social Security. Well, let's think about it. If you'll have Social Security, so if you get $30,000 a year in Social Security, and then you have a million dollars, you can draw $40,000 on 4%. Yep. Then you're at $70,000 a year of income. And your principal stays. And your principal stays intact. That, that's the, the goal. Part. You don't want to. Yeah, the goal yeah. is to have that stay intact. And <laughs> I, I would say, too, another point, uh, it's a key to have... Um, a relationship with an advisor that you're meeting with on a regular basis. You can have the greatest financial plan in the world and retirement plan in the world, but um, we know that things are going to change. Um, there's going to be some years, let's say, you know, I don't like just saying a blanket statement of a 4% withdrawal rate because we know that's not reality. Some years you're going to need a little more money. If you're meeting with a retirement specialist on a regular basis, uh, to review that and make the adjustments to the portfolio, make uh, maybe adjustments to your insurance, maybe adding a policy, um, whatever comes up, you're managing that, uh, you're going to be more successful. Doesn't life happen to Joseph? So there's a divorce, yes. yep. if there's a change, I mean, all there's so many things that can happen. Health, obviously. Yep, absolutely. And a new job, maybe you're not making as much as you were. Yep, and we have those conversations every day with our clients saying it's important. We meet with them a couple times a year at minimum uh, to go through those items and adjust the plan accordingly to based on what's happening in their life. Paul, I have a question for you. Yes. I have two topics for our sexy segment, our wealth management and preservation. And I think I know which one you're going to pick. It's coming up next. Look at these topics. I'm showing Paul a couple of articles. Yep. Okay, that's one, and that's two. I see. See if I know you. Which one you're going to pick? Um, okay, can I say? Can I read them out loud? Oh, sure. Okay, the first one is most overlooked tax breaks for the newly widowed. Yep. The second topic is five strategies to keep your heirs from blowing their inheritance. That's mine. That's you. <laughs> you, you knew that. Somehow I knew that would be you. <laughs> Let's see if there's any blood involved. There's it's uh, Don't some blow my stupid mistakes. Yeah. 
That is uh, that. Are we going to do that one? Yeah, let's do that one. Okay, that'll be up next. We'll do the sexy segment right after we come back. Each week, it's a different topic. It's about wealth management and preservation, but a different uh, story, a different topic every week. Joe still joins us from the Kowal Investment Group with your host Jeff Kowal. Uh, two ways to get in touch with you guys off the air: thekowalway.com. You've got five locations. Racine at Highway 120 being the most recent addition, Waukesha, Port, Madison, and, of course, Phoenix, Arizona. But we can call your office anytime. It's interesting because I was on my website. I was on my own website. <laughs> we got to do that to make sure there's no mistakes. Right well, I was now. at the Port Washington office, and I just wanted to make sure. It, it, you know, I, was just, I just was looking at that. And it's really a lot of interesting things on there. Yeah. Um, so it's not there are some uh, tips on retirement, um, some strategies to use, some recent articles. Uh, just a lot of some recent articles that we've had, plus uh, articles we've posted. Pictures uh, of you. Oh, yeah, and our whole team. Your whole staff is yeah, on there. It's, they're, it, so you'll get a pretty good feel for the Kowal Investment Group and what we're about if you go to the com. And the key thing is also is that you can call our office at 262-522-4040. That works for both Middleton and our Middleton office and all the offices around the Milwaukee area, 262-522-4040. Or you can go online. It's just easy to go online, click a button, and say, you know, request a a, a meeting. Uh, contact us. So it's very easy to do it. The com. Heather is great. She'll get back to you right away. Heather is good. She gets back yes. to me right away with my stupid questions that I'm always sending her. You know, sometimes she got back to somebody within like three minutes. They said, were you waiting for it? Said, of course I was. <laughs> that's what I do. That's, that's what my, she does. That's my job. She, it, it, she's really great. She does a really good job with your, that. Your uh, staff photos, including Heather, you're all up on the website, um, thekowalway.com. Remember when I was when you guys were younger and you listened to the radio? Didn't you always want to know what the radio guy looked like? <laughs> yeah. Or the radio lady or whoever read the news? You know, it's not TV, it's radio. Was, well, now you can go on the web and you can look at it. At the host. It's no mystery. That's right. There's no mystery anymore (laughs) behind it. Um, I got all kinds of stories about the first time I saw Bob and Brian. That's what they look like. Oh, that's not what they sound like. Yeah, and I was like, well, what do yeah, you I'm sure that's the case. It is with a lot of. people. I get that a lot of times when people come into the office. They expect me to be taller, shorter, younger, older, all, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Like, you're not what we thought. That's right. That's that's how it is. Is that good or bad? I don't know. Yeah, it is. You know it's what, what it is. I'll, I'll just one quick thing, and then we'll take a break, and we'll do the sexy segment. We'll be right back on WISN. Do you know what people say when they meet Aaron Rodgers? I've been at some of these things, and there's meet and greets. Shorter. Yeah, you yeah. got it, John. He gets so mad at that. He it irritates yeah. him to no end. Oh, you're much shorter than we thought. Really? All, all of a sudden, that that picture and that selfie is really fast, and they're gone. Yeah. He, yeah. he hates that. He's a little conscious about it. Tom Cruise is also like that with this. Well, Tom has good reason to be so. He's short. Cruise, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's short. Aaron is kind of short when you're standing next to him. He's short. Just like the people. You're shorter than I thought. <laughs> Don't ever say that, Tom. Yeah, yeah. You will not well, like what it. about Doug Flutie and those guys? He was a little quarterback, too. Oh, really Even short. Russell Wilson's not that tall. Is he? No. Rogers is taller than Russell Wilson. And Drew Brees, very short. Yeah. Can't really? Even, now, yep. that's surprising. Yeah, he can't even see over the lineman's head. Yeah. But he's good. <laughs> okay, you just see the bonus stuff you get on this show? This is, all, yeah, I'm sure people care. Great stuff. <laughs> Great insight. Jeff Kowal, Joe Still, they're with the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Clinic, WISN, WIBA. We'll be right back with that sexy segment coming up next. We are back. 
the sexy segment. We continue the retirement clinic. Joe still joins us from the Kowal Investment Group, and your host is Jeff Kowal. All right, Jeff, I actually, I got to pick this segment today. Pretty exciting, hey, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> Don't blow the inheritance. That's right. There, This uh, show is for everybody. This segment, the wealth management preservation segment, is for those with a million dollars or more. And it's it's not easy to get to a million, but it's easier now than it's ever been before. If you have $500,000 in your retirement plan, if you have a $500,000 home, you're at a million dollars. If you have investments, if you have a second home or a home up north, you may be at $2 million. If you have life insurance, you're at $3 million. If you have your own business, if you get an inheritance, you could be $5 million, $10 million, $20 million or more. Your point is the government looks at a... That $500,000 life insurance is considered an asset. That's right. So when you pass away, you can bet they're going to look at it. And it's generally income tax-free, since you mentioned the life insurance. Generally, But if it's if it's part of a large estate, it could potentially be estate taxable. So you just have to be careful with that and, be, and know that even if you don't count it right now, somebody will <laughs> count it as part of your estate. So this um, uh, article is... Uh, I think it was from Kiplinger's. Yeah, it was from Kiplinger's that I got this. Five strategies to keep your heirs from blowing their inheritance. Preserving a family's money beyond a few generations isn't an easy task. And I thought that it was kind of interesting, a couple of the uh, cases that they cited. Uh, Ann Kate Smith is the <clears throat> author of this. It's nearly impossible to pass on family wealth and have it last beyond your grandkids. Um, statistics back up to folklore studies have found that 70% of the time family assets are lost from one generation to the next 70% and assets are gone 90% of the time by the third generation. So what are things that you inherit talks about inheritance has gone wrong. It's counterintuitive to think about the downside of inherited wealth. It may be off putting for families of modest means, but giving money of kids Giving money to kids can be fraught with danger, says Brad Klotz. He's a psychologist. First-generation wealth creators often coming from poverty or middle-class background. This is a key, too. Uh, First-generation wealth creators have worked hard, made mistakes, picked themselves up, and persevered. Along the way, they've become self-disciplined, resourceful, and resilient. You You assume that those values will trickle down, trickle down automatically. But your kids have vastly different experiences of the world than you had. And it's little wonder, I thought this was uh, pretty interesting, little wonder that rich people from Warren Buffett to Sting have vowed to spare, quote, unquote, spare their kids from inheriting fortunes, choosing instead to give most of their heirs um, uh, their money away. Um, It says enough money, Buffett says, the ideal inheritance for kid kids is enough so that they feel they can do anything, but not so much that they could do nothing. So Warren Buffett's going to give something to his, his uh, heirs. You bet he's going to. Okay. Yeah, but, but, but not everything. Hurting, but not everything. And, but he's, and, he's got enough money, and it's it's easy for people of massive wealth like that to be able to tell those to tell others what they should do, especially Sting, when the others have. Sting, I'm sure, is well off, but he's not nowhere near the I would think same not. level. I don't, of I don't know what other things he got into producing or owning record companies, but anyway, but that's that attitude is rare among wealthy parents, um, says Rod Zeeb, CEO of the Heritage Institute. Uh, a five-point plan: a growing number of families are turning to advisors. Um, 
and helping with the next generation, passing on next generation of riches. Uh, and this is really for wealthy people, uh, not for those with a fair amount of money. It says, first of all, get over the money taboo. Family finances are often an unpopular topic of discussion, especially if parents are worried that family wealth might spoil their kids. It becomes the big elephant in the room. The kids are surrounded by wealth and the opportunities that it brings, but the family doesn't talk about it. Uh, same thing goes for spouses. Um, my father retired a couple of years later and was diagnosed with he died within six weeks, and the spouse didn't know about it. I uh, didn't know anything about the finances. And no, there was knew, no time to That's right. Prepare. They knew that they were in good shape, but really didn't know much about the finances at all. Isn't there a time and a place to talk about that, Jeff? Like, okay, Easter's a week from tomorrow, right? Do we want to get together with our family on Easter Sunday and start talking about no, money? No, but it may, no. Not, it may not be a bad idea to bring up the topic and say, let's get together and let's have a family meeting about it. Yeah. Just talk about it. It that is may awkward. Be, You're right. But that may be a great time to bring it up and say, let's discuss it another date. And the siblings might be scattered all around the country, yep. right? Or maybe there's one sibling that's not liked as much yeah. as the others. One, yeah, one that's, of the, that, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to make a point. One of the things we do with our clients is try to be a catalyst to help them have that conversation and bring their children in and bring that next gen- generation into one of our review meetings and talk a little bit about what we do. That way you're there as a part of the meeting. Yes. That's got to help. Yeah, we're facilitating the meeting yep. and facilitating that discussion. It makes it easier for our clients uh, to have that discussion. And Also the facts. I mean, you're gonna if there's a question that the parent has or the, the kids, yep. it's, here's an answer. We, we see it as our job as retirement specialists, financial advisors, to educate and inform our clients and their next generations. Uh, and and it can help them be more successful in not blowing that inheritance. That's the key. Take this inheritance and use this to enhance your financial plan and your retirement plan. And your life. And your life. Next is embark on a mission. Make sure your legacy is more than about money. Many families find a mission statement helpful. That's possible, uh, for especially with massive wealth, that's a good way to do it. But if you haven't gone to... I'll just use this. We, we every once in a while we would help at Special Olympics. Yeah, and we then, got another break. That's why that's oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll hurry up. Sorry, um, but the Special Olympics just to help out and you see how blessed you are. Um, raise money, start smart kids from an early age. Taught budgeting, provide financial training wheels, and here the last one is assemble a good team. In addition to a cadre of advisors that includes investment managers, you know, bring in mentors for the next generation. Um, but make sure that you have your team in place and you have a financial advisor at the head of that team. That might be us. That might be the Kowal Investment Group. I love the advice, Joe. You said, you know, if you have a meeting, mom and dad, the kids, you guys are there too. It just makes things a little bit easier, I think. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, thekowalway.com. We'll be right back on the Retirement Clinic. Jeff Kowal and Joe Still, WISN and WIBA. Stick around. Down on Main Street. One of my all-time favorite songs. Did you used to perform this song? Never played this song when I played in any of my cover bands. No, Bob Seger, though. Hollywood Nights, we did. That's a great song, too. Um, Anyway, that's just an aside. It felt like a Bob Seger day today. It did. Did you pick out the movies? Yeah. Good job, Joe. We thank you, Joe Still, (laughs) as long as we're on the topic, for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for your time. Uh, Joe Still has been with us the entire hour. Off the air, Jeff, if I want to reach out to the Kowal Investment Group, 
uh, multiple ways. We mentioned you're all over social media now, Facebook and Twitter and uh, your own website, thekowalway.com. And Joe, of course, is one of the great advisors we have in our office. Uh, you can see him or uh, any of the other great advisors. If you're close to or already in retirement, have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, make sure you're on the right path. Do give us a call uh, at 877-560-4040, or thekowalway.com. And thekowalway.com is a great way, again, to uh, click the button, uh, uh, schedule a time to get together with us, contact us, and we'd love to see you for uh, schedule an appointment. Um, if you are do-it-yourself or tired of doing it yourself, if you've got assets scattered all over the place and you want to make sure that it's coordinated, especially if you're close to 70 and a half, you're going to have to take out required minimum distributions. Yeah, those RMDs. Yeah, I got that's, those RMDs. That's exciting, though. It is exciting, but you got to make sure that you do it right because yeah. there's different rules for 401ks and for IRAs and inherited IRAs and all those. So you have to be careful with the, the RMDs. So we do this. This is what we do every day. Uh, uh, our entire team from top to bottom, we all speak the same language, retirement planning. We don't just have a guy that comes once in a while as a retirement guy. We, every day, top to bottom, that's what we do. The Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Guys, have a great weekend. Thanks, you too, Paul. Thanks, Paul. And we thank you for tuning in. WISM Milwaukee and WIBA in Madison.